Anthony, and welcome back to another Eagle Eye Pod episode 10.5. That's right. We love our 0.5 episodes so far this year. And boy, do we have a lot and lots and lots to talk about. Of course, this is mainly going to be focused on everything that's going to happen on tomorrow's matchup. Well, if we have time, we'll touch up a little bit of what happened on Wednesdays. I mean, there's no, nothing really more to say than uh, probably should have been a better, better performance overall. Um, but I'm getting ahead of myself before anything. I think I should introduce, as always, my co-host, Mr. Dylan Jimenez. Dylan, how are you? I'm doing good, man. It's spring break for me, you know. I just hope this computer lasts me <laughs> with the little difficulties we had before we started. <laughs> All right. So, Mr. Dylan's on spring break. Hopefully, uh, those of you guys who are students are enjoying your guys' spring break as well. And hopefully, you guys are sitting down ready to kick off your Friday with a little bit of Club America action. Now, of course, the biggest news coming out of today was the lineup that we got. But before we jump into that, I think it's important that we talk maybe everything else that's been going around the club in regards to the team, in regards to rumors, uh, in regards to anything that really affects us in that sense. So just real quickly, real briefly, I want to get your thoughts on, I think, the biggest news that we've got in, in a couple of days, uh, which is a transfer rumor, signaling that uh, Morelia's uh, Roy Diaz is uh, going to be an America player next season after the World Cup. What are your What are your thoughts on that, Dylan? I think that's good. I think in the end it's going to help us in the long run, you know, just to give us a little bit more of striker depth, you know, besides Henny Martin and Oribe Pelata, you know, because obviously, obviously, you know, if uh, we're not using both of them, you know, we're going to what seems like a 4-2-3-1 with just that lone striker up there and Mendes playing behind them. So in the end, I think it's good. I feel like Bioho can utilize Diaz. Uh, I think he's a talented player. You know, he's shown a little bit of inconsistencies, in my opinion, a little bit. But, you know, overall, I think he's an excellent player. I think he'll know what it means to put on a medica jersey and he'll fit just great in a, in america so i guess it's without saying that you think that do you think we need a player like him at the club right now well i mean i think it'd be like i'd, I'd bring a little bit more rotation because you know me and you've always gone back to say that miguel Herrera should just use that 442 something that's always been working and you know we see him change it up a little bit whenever he doesn't have both henny martin and Oribe Perata on the on the pitch, he's you know, like I said, going back, it seems like it's a four two three one a little bit, and so I think having him, you know, it it, it brings a little bit of more competition for the players, and I think it's better overall for the club too as well going going into depth right depth wise. So do you think that maybe Rui Diaz is more of an more of a player that would add to the depth and not really a player that you think could take a starting position? I mean, because if we're going to bring in the caliber like Rui Diaz, wouldn't you want him to be a player that would make an impact right away? Or do you want him to be someone that is more of the caliber of coming off the bench, using more of as a, as a rotational player? Oh, yeah, I think he definitely will be a starting player. I feel like he'll take over. You know, I think it's going to be a competition between him and Henny Martin. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out, what Bioho sees in training, and and what kind of role he takes on, too. You know, with the likes of, you know, Oribe Parato, you know, we say over and over, you know, it seems like he's in the decline and he's slowing down a little bit, but his work ethic's still there. You know, it'd be interesting to see if he could also take over Oribe's spot, too, as well. If you see Rodriguez and uh, Martin, 
pair up top, you know, but it's interesting to see that because, you know, whether or not, you know, um, if a rotation were to happen, you know, that he, it's a great bench option, you know, there's, there's three great bench options right there to whatever happens or whoever starts up top. Interesting. Interesting. Although I think, uh, don't you think maybe we're getting a little bit carried away? I mean, it, we're what in, in the month of March, the next transfer window doesn't open until July. So, I mean, we're, we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves and really, I don't think this is something that we should maybe, maybe be focused about, like for something to come out into the news like that. I feel like right now, you know, the team's the team's good. I, I feel like the team we have right now is solid. I think if you add a Rui Diaz, Maybe you have to get rid of one or two players, maybe to fill in a gap uh, that Rui Diaz, uh, you know, bringing him in. Ultimately, I think right now it's just speculations, whether it's true, whether it's not. I think once we've progressed closer into the transfer window, and two, we have to see how this player can continue. Don't forget, he's had his injury doubts as well coming throughout a couple of seasons that he's already been with Morelia. So, I mean, for the most part, I think it's a rumor, a I guess pretty nice rumor, but I think a little bit too early for us to even start speculating. But uh, I don't know. What what do you think? Yeah, I think so, too. You know, it'd, it'd be nice, though, you know, after we had all those links uh, with other strikers, you know, such as uh, Luke De Jong, you know, Jackson Martinez, possibly. And, you know, it's it, and then he was, too, at one point, I, I believe, you know, in the in the transfer window. And um, I think the draft day, too, as well. Uh, he was linked to coming to America. So, you know, it's it's. It's kind of good to see. It's, well, not necessarily kind of, but like it is good to see him back on the radar for America. You know, um, after you know, you heard the rumors that towards the end of the transfer window that they are still shopping for a striker, and so you know that's something good to see. You know, we'll just and, it's, and I guess like we said too, it's a little early to speculate. You know, it's March, barely beginning March, and you know we still got a while to July, so we'll just see how this plays out um, until July too. That is true. That is true. Of course, we got a couple of uh, of other plays that we need to talk about as well. Injury updates. Um, last uh, that we know of was Emma Aguilera got uh, left the Clásico Nacional with a little bit of an injury. Has fully recovered, but Pio Herrera will not be risking him for this Saturday. So ultimately, the, the lineup has changed and quite dramatically in a sense. And we'll talk a little bit about that also. Um, and Renato Ibarra, too, who uh, maybe picked up a knock and isn't, uh, I mean, Pio Herrera doesn't really want to risk him as well. Uh, so those are your two players that are going to be going out to the tribuna. Uh, what, what are your thoughts about these two? Uh, do you think, I, I think ultimately, it's fair to say that Pio Herrera is making the right call in, in making sure that these two, you know, even though technically, quote unquote, they could be 100%, Piojo doesn't want to risk them. Yeah, I, I think I think it's good that Piojo doesn't doesn't risk them. You know, we couldn't risk the chance of whether they be 100% or not. I can't risk the chance of that injury being aggravated again. So I think it's a good call. I think Piojo is making the right choice. And, you know, they, I could probably see them starting uh, come next week, too, in the Champions League, too, as well. Just to, just to get them back in that feeling again, you know, after miss, being out a week. But, you know, it's a, it's a good call. I, I think I, we got that depth and we got the players that can fill in the position. That does mean too for Renato Ibarra, who I think me and you both at the beginning of the podcast, uh, at the beginning of the year, excuse me, uh, when when we were giving our our kind of thoughts about the team and how well you know each player was was fitting in, I think we said a healthy Renato Ibarra is a happy Renato Ibarra, and he will produce that on the pitch. And I think uh, I think that's it's a good move by Viejo, uh, especially with a, a player so fragile like Renato Ibarra. You never really want to take a chance, especially when a player is finally trying to you know reach his prime. 
with uh, with the America jersey. Yeah, man, definitely. You know, he's doing so well right now. And something that Johnny said too, you know, he's Johnny still thinks that he doesn't uh, see the full potential Renato Ivada has. And so, you know, maybe we're, we're going to see more and a better Renato Ivada than we have seen in these past couple of weeks. Hopefully, hopefully. So that's pretty much all the news that I think we, we have uh, kind of in mind. Is there anything else maybe I'm forgetting? No, I'm, I think that's it, man. I think that I think that covered everything. I think so, too. So we're going to jump in right to what you guys came here for, the preview for the America Leon game. Of course, it's going to be live at uh, 7 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. It's 9 p.m. Central time for those of you in the East Coast. That is uh, 10 o'clock at night. So pretty late game, as always, as we're accustomed to in the Estadio Seca. Now, America, we're coming off a 1-1 result against the Clásico Nacional and I'm just talking league play right here because we're coming off a pretty big victory against Stout OFC in the CONCACAF Champions 4-0. But I think maybe we shouldn't really include that game in the preview because I feel like ultimately it was just a game that I'm not going to say that it didn't matter because it did matter. Of course, it's CONCACAF Champions. But I think for the most part, I think it was more of a matchup where we we, we got the result that we wanted. It, it wasn't pretty. It, it wasn't nice at all. But we, we can go into that maybe a little bit later if, if time permits. But I, I feel like we're coming into this matchup not looking as good as we would have expected us to be. What do you think? Dylan? Oh, oh, oh shit. Second, oh. man. Here we okay. go again. Here we go again, guys. I'm terribly sorry. My computer is moving slower than molasses, guys. And so I apologize. It's not Ivan's fault. It's my fault. So if you hear the cuts in and cuts out, then it's my fault, not Ivan's fault. Oh, uh, we apologize down here at the Eagle Eye Podcast for any technical difficulties. Of course, this is only really going to be reflected on the people who are watching live, who we thank you so much for joining us. But of course, those of you who are listening to the podcast via iTunes or SoundCloud, don't forget if you guys ever do miss an episode, we are on those platforms. So you can take us on the go wherever you need to go. So, uh, yeah, we apologize for that. Uh, for those of you who are listening through the podcast, you guys really won't be able to see it. Uh, but just know that we do have some technical difficulties. Now, Dylan, I ask you again, we do not come into this matchup as favorable as we want it to be. How do you think, well, first of all, what do you think uh, that's a fair assessment? Do you think that maybe we do not come into this matchup as confident or as, you know, playing as good as we want to? You know, just going back and touching on what you said about comparing the league to the Conco champions, you know, uh, I think they're two different fills, you know, they're not, anything can happen in Liga Mekis and, you know, in Conco champions, you know, I think anything can happen too, but you know, the two different tournaments, so they're two different fills. And so, you know, like you said, yeah, I mean, we're coming off a big win, but you know, then this then the concert conclude to anything, you know, I, I think it's two different fields. I think it's two different ways you, you perceive it and take in the game. But, you know, I think it's, I think it's a little fair to say, to say that, you know, not necessarily the favors because of the way we've played here recently, you know, regardless of us being undefeated still, we're, you know, we've, we've dropped, we've dropped, what, what did we say last time? Eight points in the last, in the last five games, yeah. you know, cause, cause we've, yeah, we've drawn, yeah. four. we've drawn four 
and we've only won one out of the last five, which, you know, not to me is, is not, not good. You know, I, I, with the team of this size, you know, with the team of, of how much it's, how big it is in Mexico, you know, I, it needs to produce more than that. It needs to be better than that. And uh, right now, I think the team's in a little rough patch. And, you know, we, like I said, we, we keep making the same mistakes that we've made in, in the, at the beginning of the season that we don't need to still be making overcomplicating things. And so, you know, it, it'd be interesting to see how it turns out with uh, going into this game with the, with the lineup that it has too, as well. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And, and maybe I'll touch up on a little bit about the Conca Champions League. It's not that maybe we're menospreciando the competition. No, it's not by any means. I think it's the fact that if you look at the other other Liga Mekis teams in this competition who had maybe the more tougher opponents, for example, uh, Tigres had Toronto, Chivas had to go to Seattle. Like, you know, they, they had a very tough opposition. We have Tauro. You know, this was this was technically the easiest matchup you could have gotten, and we got it. So I think for this sakes, I think we can kind of exclude ourselves and think, okay, we shouldn't focus completely on the Conquer Champions until we get to the next stage, which is going to be the semifinal, and that's when we should put everything on the line for that. And in and in the meantime, focus on the league where we need to be doing better. I think you're right. We're coming in a a, a little bit of a rut, really. And I want to point something out because I think this is something that maybe I hope it's just a coincidence and it's not going to, you know, mirror the same thing that happened in the previous tournament. In the previous tournament, we were doing pretty good. We were ultimately looking like a very, very good side, like a challenge for the championship. What happens when we go to Tijuana? We get that 1-1 result. We don't look as good as we did before prior to those matches. Something had happened, right? Something had happened. Cholos, we get to draw. Boom. The next week, we're supposed to play Chivas, unable to do so because of the earthquake. So then the move, the the, the matchup against Leon, which is going to be the following Wednesday, we go out there. And again, we don't look like the same team. Little by little, we start to go and fall into that rut. And ultimately, what happens, we, it, it, we end up with what we ended up last apertura with a very poor Liga run. Now, with that said, I'm not saying these two things are very similar. I'm not saying these two things are alike. I'm just saying I'm noticing things here and there that are making me think something is going on, whether it's on Piojo's side or whether it's on the player's side. I don't know exactly what it can be. All I do know is that I'm seeing similarities in between these two things and these two patterns, and I'm just hoping. I'm just hoping because I think I think at the end of the day, something has to give in this matchup. Either we were, either we go out there with a win or we lose. I, I don't see us getting another draw. I think it's going to be one of those two outcomes. Either we get the W or we get our first L. And to be honest, I would hope that it's a W, but if we do get our first L against Leon, I think it could prove to be a wake-up call. And I'm not, I'm not hoping for an L, no, by any means necessary. I want to continue that NBA and run. But I also want to get a performance out of these players. And maybe, maybe, I know this is controversial. I know this is something maybe a lot of Americanistas will definitely disagree with me. But maybe we need a loss to kind of, you know, put these players in the right mindset. Yeah, no, definitely, dude. You know, uh, the same for me. You know, I want to win. I want to win this Saturday, dude. I don't want to draw, you know, because then that's going to be five draws in the last five games we played, and that's not acceptable for a club of this caliber, for a club of, of a team, the squad that they have can do, and yet. 
Alrighty, looks like we have a little bit of a technical difficulty, but I think I know. Produce. Oh no, keep going. Keep going, Dylan. Keep going. Oh yeah, yeah. And so you know, it's it's just what what what's wrong? Are we are our heads too high in the sky? Are we too are we sitting on cloud nine and thinking that we can just cruise through this easily? Which I don't think we can. I mean, we still got a pretty strong schedule the rest of the way, and who knows what our matchup will be in the Ligia if if we make the Ligia too. At this point, you know, we went from what first to what was the third, so uh, after this week, yeah, uh, I believe uh, we are. Are we third? No, we're still second. We're still second. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we, I mean, we dropped the place. I mean, like, not, not that the, not that that means a lot, because I mean, I predicted that America was going to make the top three, uh, this season, or top five. I think I was top three or top five that I predicted. But yeah. still, I mean, you, you know, this this team has a has a squad. Has the depth to do that, but yet, what what it just has me saying what's going on, and it, and also it goes back to Piojo with his subs. I mean, where are the subs? I mean, are you making the subs at the right time? You know, I still think we haven't really found that player that can really really make an impact coming off the bench that much. I think some people would have argued that maybe that was Menes coming off the bench and, and making an impact and, and keeping Henry in that starting position, which we'll talk about right now because we're going to go into the lineup. But um, you're right. I, I feel like we were lacking an impact sub player. I think a player that could do that maybe is Ibarwin. Um, You know, maybe once he gets more a little bit accustomed to everything, uh, maybe we do go back into the tactics of bringing in Menes. Or why not bring in Diego Linus, who is someone that is fast, versatile, someone that could definitely change a game's face on an, in an instant, you know? So I, I may, maybe you're right. Maybe Pio Herrera's tactics in in regards to making substitutions is what's also crippling us in that sense, you know? And we could talk a little bit more about how we think the line, uh, the line is going to play, how we think exactly, you know, the tactics are going to be after we talk about the lineups. But I, I think you're right in that sense. I think we need to go back and we need to assess not only what are the players not doing right on the pitch, but what is going on in the managerial side of things. There are a lot of people, a lot of Americanistas angry with Piojo at this moment, you know, and is it fair to say that? Is it fair to, you know, demand more out of this coach who has given us, you know, a solid run and, and a solid performance too from an America, you know, from, you know, if you look at America's uh, La Volpe's America to Piojos, it's, you know, it's a whole different world. Yeah. I, I mean, where's Piojo that when he, where he was when he had our first set? I mean, I mean, if you go back to the Chivas game, when did, when did Piojo decide to make a sub? Yeah. Very, it wasn't very late in the game. Yeah. 70s. No. Yeah. And, and, and almost 80, almost close to 82. And yeah. that doesn't give a player long to to make an impact on the team, and and let, let's be a little bit honest here. I mean, how much longer does Piojo have at America? You know, after after the World Cup, Osorio is out, and everybody knows that Piojo wants to go back to the national but team. And is it, is it, he the right coach it, to go back? Well, yeah, well, I understand. I understand that, but I mean, like everybody knows how much, how bad Piojo wants to go back to the national team. I mean, Piojo even came out and said it. Whenever he came back to America, he said that in his contract he has he has like a little clause that that if the national team needs him, he will leave America for the national team, and so it, it makes you it makes you think too like like the season hadn't even started by then, and Piojo's already saying about going back to the national team, so it makes you think a little bit too like how much how much does this mean to Piojo? Is this just a stepping stone for Piojo to go back to the national team, or is Piojo actually here to do what he did whenever he had his first sense with with America? 
you know what? Maybe maybe at the beginning he did see this as a platform, but I mean, I think little by little you see that he is attached to this team. He is very, you know, it granted maybe his tactics in, in regards to substitutions aren't working, but I feel like he he does have a passion for this club. He does have a passion for this because you see him on the silence, you see him, you know, yell at the referees, contest every foul, and whenever we score, you see that Bio Herrera, that Bio Herrera that made so many memes. You see him, you see him celebrating, you see him going super piojo. I, I, you know, and I don't think that's something you fake. I think that's something you live. And I think he has a passion for this team. I really do. I really do. You know, I, I never really saw him at Cholos, but I don't think he got to that point. I don't think he was like, you know, this passionate in, in, in the sidelines where he was celebrating goals and, you know, almost turning into like piojo hulk, you know, I didn't, I don't, I don't know if you know, he was being like that in, in Cholos, but here you see that. I think he I think he does have a sense of connection and commitment to this club. Um I don't somewhere in between him him and the players there there's just a little something going off that I feel like needs to get corrected because we have the talent, we have the ability, we have everything. It's just I think it's a matter of something internal, you know? But I think we've digressed we we we've um we've held long enough let's 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 talk lineup let's talk the matchup let's preview it and let's give up let's give our our you know full opinion to to the people what we think is going to be the end line for this game against leon you ready i believe he is ready ready. then if we're not getting a response um (laughs) okay uh, yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is how our Aguilas de la America are gonna go uh, going out on uh, oh. Saturday tomorrow. Sorry, a little brain fart. Uh, Marchesin in goal. It's gonna be on the right back position, Paul Aguilar. In the center back pairing, we're gonna see Bruno Valdez with Edson Alvarez, and at left back, we're gonna see Carlos Vargas. Someone maybe we'll talk about a little bit who maybe needs to step up his game. In the midfield, we're gonna see Willian da Silva and Guido Rodriguez. Out wide, we're gonna see Silvio Dominguez. And Mateo Suribe. And up top, we're going to see Jeremy Menes play behind Oribe Peralta. So that is your starting 11. Dylan, what are your thoughts? I think it's a good lineup. You know, when I see this lineup, you know, I see Edson starting. To me, I think other than other than besides uh, Menes, um, I think, you know, other than Menes, you know, I'm, I was trying to think for a second. I don't know why I blanked on the lineup. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I I think I think Menez and Edson uh have something to prove this game. I I, I feel like you know um, Edson, you know, and I get in a lot of starts in the league. You know, maybe he come off the bench, maybe he you know start in Champions League a little bit too. I think Edson has something to prove here because of of the way things were things are being handled right now. The way Piojo's managing him, I think he needs to come out and have a good game. You know, and we know he can have a good game. You know. I, you know, I think I've only seen him have one bad game in an America jersey, and that was that Pachuca game when he came off the bench, you know, for Pagulat. And so, you know, I think he feel has a lot to prove be, un, being under under um, Bruno Valdez and Aguilera too as well. And, you know, it's it'd be interesting to see how he takes it. You know, I hope he takes it high and, and shows that he can play at this level still and that – and telling Piojo that he's, he's the option too whenever he needs it, which Piojo obviously knows that he's an option, but, you know, it just feels like time and time again that sometimes Piojo just lets him sit on the bench with no playing time and that he could be a difference maker. 
and for Menes too. Hopefully, I hopefully. feel like no. Go ahead. Oh yeah, and Menes, Menes too. You know, um, Menes obviously coming off the bench. Uh, whenever he first started in the Medica jersey, you know, he was doing great things. You know, obviously at those times though, he wasn't a hundred percent. Correct. I believe. Sure. I, I, I agree and, with you. you know? Yeah, and, and when he's whenever he start his games too, he 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 just seemed like a person that wasn't on the pitch. You know, he would seem like he didn't he didn't understand what he was doing. And I feel like he can come out and have a good game now, and and do do menace things and just succeed. Well, you know, let's hope you're right. <laughs> let's hope menace does menace things because that's what we brought him for. You know, that's what we brought him to do menace things to do freshman quality type things. And I think you're right. I think he's more accustomed. He's more used to the environment. He's more used to the stadium. He's more used to maybe the expectations, especially after the Clasico. Um, and I'm going to name you, you named two very good players who I think need to have, need to go out there and prove themselves. But here are two other players that I think need to step up their game, especially tomorrow night. I think that's two players that are go by the name Carlos Vargas and William Da Silva. More Vargas than the Silva. I think Williams had a quiet season in regards to what he was doing last season in the Apertura. I think in the Clausura, he's been a little bit more quiet. Granted, I think maybe it's because he's picked up a little injuries here and there, as well as being played out of position in that left back row, which we know he can do if needed to. But uh, granted, he hasn't uh, really been a you know wow player for that sense. Carlos Vargas, on the other hand, who has been doing well who had been producing some good qualities now looks like he's you know maybe ran out of confidence i mean you saw what happened with the uh, air trophies in in the classico nacional we we you know we've seen them be a little bit you know on the shy side i mean look at look at what what happened in the conca champions he was the first one to get substituted you know granted yes because people wanted to do a more of attacking role but you know, it, it just shows you that maybe he, you know, maybe he's our weak link. You know, I, you know what? I don't even think he is definitely our weak, our weak link, you know. And, and we thought maybe by this time he would have had a grasp on that left back position. And I, I, I don't really know what's going on. I hope that for this game, he steps it up and proves us all wrong, you know. So that's our lineup. A lot of controversial when this lineup came out, though, because a lot of people are asking for Henry Martin to start up top with Oriye Peralta. What is your take on that? Um, I, I just think it shows that Piojo is actually wanting to use Menes a little more. You know, I'd like to see Manny Martin start up with Oriye Peralta up top because, you know, going back to what I kind of said earlier, you know, we're we're going away from the four four two when the four four two is something that worked has been working, and that's something that's gotten us the the three points whenever we needed it. And so, no, that's true. You know, because been- um, when it came down to last season, we, we it was the four four two that was working great for us, and then Piojo little by little started you know kind of going back to the. Five three two that we talked a lot about on the podcast as well, and then that's when you saw this America start falling down and not really being the best that he that uh, they can be. And now with Piojo, you know, kind of tinkering with the formation, going with this four four one one, it it goes to show that mm, maybe we should stick to that four four two. Yeah, no, I mean this. I mean, 
your host shouldn't really be trying to like necessarily experiment a little bit this mid of the season whenever you've gone four um four out of the five games without a without a win, you know, you, they've all constituted to draws. And so this is something I think Bioho should really, really look at more after the fact that the season's over. You know, this is something that I wish that Bioho would have worked on if we had Menez in the preseason. I think a preseason would have been more better than, than right now at this point where, where the team is at right now. So, you know, like I said, you know, it's that slump and Bioho is just using that slump to try something out, try something new out when obviously it's not working. Interesting. I want to ask uh, you a question because I see here that uh, Christian has mentioned that he thinks that uh, Menes with Henry is a better partnership than Menes with Oribe. Now, um, what, why, why would you think that people would maybe like the Menes Henry partnership better than the Menes Oribe? I think because we've seen Oribe sit back a little bit more, playing a deeper role, like you've like you've mentioned, and you know. But I don't think Henry would necessarily fit that role because one thing that we saw, you know, whenever they played that game in San Antonio, whenever he played with the Mexican national team, you know, he played up top by himself, and that's something Henry's not accustomed to. And, you know, I don't don't think that would suit Henry. I feel like that would suit Oribe a little bit more because Oribe is used used to playing up top by himself whenever he's needed to. No, yeah. I you know what ultimately I think either or partnership has something that wouldn't definitely work. I think the only true partnership that works perfectly, quote unquote, is the Oribe Henry one. Um, because like you said, I, you know, Menace with Oribe, it, it, you know, these are two players that are ultimately going to both be playing pretty deep sometimes to get the ball you know, you, you can only imagine Menace is sometimes picking the ball in uh in, you know, in in our in our third of the field. And then you can only imagine Oriol Peralta doing the same, you know, going all the way to, you know, the center of the pitch just to receive a ball. And then you got no one really up top. Um, you know, I think I think we need to find a way to play Menace with Henry and Oriol there. Um, maybe that means getting rid of us, uh, getting rid of uh, center mid and just kind of giving Guido that whole center defensive mid role by himself. Do I want to do that to Guido? I don't know. I he I'm pretty sure he has the capacity to be able to fill and do that job, but I feel like it wouldn't be fair to just kind of automatically just you know throw him all of that responsibility without really having anyone to track back and help. Um, ultimately, I'm okay with this lineup as long as we get the result. I want these players to go out there and prove themselves on the pitch and really showcase that they want this W. Not only that they want this W, that they want to. F- contest for this championship because you know we're playing against Leon yes a lot of people have been like well look where Leon's at at the table but guess what Leon's only four points away from us you know it's at this stage of the season where the second team is only four points away from the 11th team you know so what does that say that says that we need to start you know going and not making sure that people can close that gap on us and I think the most important part to do so is to get these three points. Now, granted, Leon is coming into this matchup looking pretty deadly. In their last matchup in the Copa MX, they had a 4-1 scoreline against Celaya. Okay, it was against Celaya, Copa MX, not a big deal. But previous to that, they scored three goals at home. Against who? Pumas, 
So now it's questionable to see that, okay, this is a Leon side that's starting to feel themselves, that are starting to link up, and they're starting to get goals. The only positive thing that I can see from this is that, of course, they do have some injuries. You know, there is a doubt whether or not uh, Bocelli is going to play. And if he doesn't, that is the best news for America because if there is one player in this league that loves to score against us, it's Bocelli. So, how do you feel like knowing that Leon are coming into this one pretty confident because they have their shooting boots on at the moment and they know that we don't? It's pretty nerve wracking to me, a little, um, to me somewhat, because you know, time and time again, you know, we've seen we've seen these seen the team make the mistakes that we we keep pointing over and over and over here on the podcast, and this this is something that's not acceptable. It's like. You hear me? Like what? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it froze on me. So, <laughs> so no, 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 I mean, on. yeah. I mean, it's it's just those mistakes. Like I said, it's over and over again every game. You know, like you've always had two complicating plays whenever they shouldn't be complicated. And you know, back again, where's our shooting boots? You know, we haven't had our shooting boots. And and so you know, it's it's nerve wracking to see the team that is that like Leon who's doing good and have their shooting boots to come into Azteca and, you know, just possibly show us up, you know? And like we've said too, you know, it seems like the games that should be the easiest, we make the most complicated and get a very undeserved, undeserving um, result whenever we know we should have came out with possibly the, the win instead of the draw or the loss. Correct. Then I agree. And I agree completely. Um, obviously, we're going to have Mr. Captain America himself. It, it it seems like every kind of American is Captain America from the U.S. national team. Uh, but we will be hosting Mr. Landon Donovan. Um, what does that mean? I mean, I, I really, to be honest, I haven't really seen much of him except uh, a little bit of his his uh, minutes that he had against Pumas. He looked like he was, uh, he looks like he started to find his feet in the in the Liga Mekis. Isn't there yet? I would say Menes has more has adapted more than uh, Mr. Landon Donovan himself, but um, do you think he poses any threat to us? Um, I don't. I can't really justify to that saying that if he is a threat or isn't a threat because I haven't really seen him play since he came out of retirement. I haven't seen him in that Leon jersey besides just you know some videos on YouTube saying that he's made his debut and he's done this, he's done that. So I can't, to be honest with you, I just can't really justify it. And I, I don't want to say anything w- without being certain, without giving him a look or two of whether he can be, uh, can be dangerous or not. Okay. I, I agree. Okay. Well, we can't really say yes or no without really seeing the guy play. But for the most part, I think this is a very good Leon squad, regardless of their injuries, regardless of whether Bocelli is going to play or not. Obviously, they have, uh, you know, players that can definitely come in and do the job. And, you know, that Mr. Landon Donovan will definitely have experience of playing in the Azteca. Maybe isn't 100% ready to play maybe the full 90 minutes in that high altitude. But could definitely pose to be maybe a threat in regards to a late substitution, late impact, or something like that. So, yeah, no, definitely. With that yeah. said, what is it? I, I I guess this is a very recurring theme. What is it that America needs to do in order to walk out with three points? 
Um, this whole possession a little more, you know. Obviously, you no know, besides Shiva's, you know, leading in that category over the whole league, you know. I like to see the team hold the position. I'm uh, not position, the possession a little bit more and you know, just making simple plays, you know. I mean, I've always heard it's hard to play simple, but you know, that's that's what we gotta do is play the simple play, play the smart play, the smart pass into leading up to a goal, which is going to be important against Leon. Yeah, I, I agree. I think we need to be a little bit more simplified in our final third passing. Don't overcomplicate yourself. There's no need to do a fancy play when all you need to do is pass it to the player who's overlapping you or who's free and stuff like that. I think the more simpler we play when we get to the final third, the better we will to ultimately gain three points of course like we said the most important part of this is america coming with their shooting boots is us taking those chances because if something goes wrong for leon and their starting 11 isn't suitable enough for them they're gonna sit back like tijuana and try to get the point yeah i think i think a lot of teams are gonna possibly do that you know after seeing uh what tijuana did in the azteca you know against us you so you know it's it's very likely too i think that leon will sit back you know and so Basically, we're going to have to come out and learn how to break it down. Piojo's got to analyze what they're doing and make those adjustments that are needed in order for us to get that goal if they're going to hold for that draw. I think three things are going to be very important coming up into this matchup. One, that uh, we we simplify our play up in the final third, which means we we make sure that the pass is on target and we don't overcomplicate ourselves. Two, that we take our chances whenever those chances come, whether they're few or many, we make sure we take them. And three, Piojo substitution. In whatever case, the reason that the game is not going exactly 100% our way, if Leon are parking the bus and it looks like there is no way of going into goal, I think the people that he selects to be on the bench are going to be very crucial. And how and when he makes these substitutions are definitely going to be just as important as the players that go into the pitch. And I know it's maybe a little bit difficult, but let's speculate. Let's let's. Who do you think will be on the bench? I think it's it's fair to say, obviously, Oscar Jimenez is going to be uh, on the bench with uh, as our backup goalkeeper. I think we're going to see Aldo Cruz. I think we're gonna we're definitely going to see that Quintero on the bench. Uh, we're definitely going to see Ibarguen. We're definitely, I think, going to see even a Diego Linus. On the bench, mm-hmm. I think he's yeah. he's definitely going to make an appearance. Whether or not Piojo puts him in, that's a whole different story. Uh, we hope he actually does because again, he made his debut against Leon. Would be nice for the kid to come in and maybe potentially score a wonderful goal. And of course, we're going to see Henry Martin uh, and Joe Corona. I think that's going to be our seven our, our our seven people on the bench. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. For some reason, if Piojo doesn't put Quintero on the bench. I bet he puts um, Pedro Arce on the bench. Yeah, but I mean, he's, he's he said that the only two players that are going uh, into the stands are going to be um, are going to be uh, Emma, Aguilera, Emma Aguilera and uh, Renato Barra. So I, I think uh, it's fair to say we're going to see Adam Quintero. And uh, as sad as it sounds, I think he's he's definitely going to feature in this matchup. I think it's unfair to have Darren Quintero on the bench. I mean, granted, he, he he it looked like he was going to be a better player after that goal he scored in uh, against Saprissa and the Conca Champions. Uh, but I mean, wow, he had a very poor game uh, last uh, last Tuesday. So 
Um, hopefully, you know, he can turn it around. But if not, uh, you know, Piojo, play Linus. Play the babies. Come on. Do it. So um, I don't think John is going to like you hearing, hearing that from you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, seriously, get him out there. Yeah. Give him the minutes. I think he deserved it. He's he's waited long enough. Give him the time. Um, ultimately, uh, how you, how are you coming into this matchup? Are you confident that we're gonna get the W? Uh, you're a little bit nervous, or are you a little bit like I don't really know at this point. I'm a little bit nervous, you know, but I feel like with this squad, I feel pretty confident too uh, as well. But I mean, like I said. We tend to overcomplicate teams that we could we easily get the win for. Well, on paper, we we get the win, but on the it's easier said than done. It is much tougher than simulating a FIFA matchup in your career mode. That is for sure. So I'm going for a America victory. I think we're gonna get a two uh, nil victory. What are you going with? I go one nil. Going one nil. Okay, we are very unoptimistic. That's usually not our motto here at the Eagle Eye Podcast. <laughs> Um, but I think the team's not giving us any other option at this point. Hopefully they turn it around. Man, I would love like an 8-0 against them. <laughs> haven't, re- haven't really seen that scoreline in a couple of years. Man, if anyone knows what year it was when we beat Toluca, I think it was like either 8-0 or 7-something. Let me know. Um, but yeah, it's 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 been a while since I think we've seen a very good performance from our team at home. The last one we had was against Morelia. And even in that game, there was a couple of things that we took away that weren't so good. So hopefully, um, Leon come a little bit injured. Obviously, hopefully their min, their their big boy doesn't show up, which gives us more of an authority to push for that game and uh, and really get get what it's uh, what's supposed to be. And uh, I just got a response from Christian. It was 2009 Ristoluca when we won 7-2 in the Azteca. Man, for those of you who remember that game, you guys will remember that half-court goal, which I believe, was it Rolfi Montenegro? I think it was Rolfi Montenegro who scores against Toluca from the halfway court. Um, I think that's pretty much it for the game. What uh, do, you, do you have anything else to add? Mm, no, I don't, I don't think we covered everything, man. I think that's good. Yeah, you know what? Sometimes I come into this matchups uh, a little bit, you know, on the mass side. But I think after we we record episodes like this, I, I get a little bit more pumped, a little bit more excited, and uh, a little bit more optimistic. But you know, hopefully the team can carry that and get the result that is needed against Leon tomorrow. Yeah, hopefully do definitely. Alrighty, well that is a short short cl- uh, podcast. It's about almost an. 40 minute long i would have to say um i hope you guys have enjoyed it it's been episode 10.5 if you guys miss any live show for whatever reason make sure you guys subscribe to our itunes and follow us on soundcloud and you guys will never miss an episode and you guys can always have us on the go huge huge shout out to everyone who participated in today's uh live uh you know uh broadcasting big 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 shout out to the to our boys and our friends down at la resaca americanista uh, christian uh, you know what Christian says? Quick Q and A. I, I think we have time for a quick Q and A. You you got time for a little, a uh, couple of maybe two three questions? Yeah, I got time for two three questions real quick. All right, Christian and anyone else watching right there, send send in your questions right now. Send in whatever you need to ask us. Uh, while I continue my shout outs here, uh, huge shout out to Mister Prophecy, huge shout out to Mister uh, Lenin Guerrero Partida, huge shout out to every single one of you guys who have tuned in. And uh, like I said. Thank you to every single one of you guys who are listening and are, you know, part of 
the you know ever-growing community that we're 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 trying to build here at the eagle eye podcast um let's see um we got our first question christian says should edson be starting should he I think so. I mean, given given the 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 situation right now, no Aguilera, and I mean, who else are you gonna put there? So I mean, definitely should be starting. You know, we've seen the kid play in the past. You know, whether it be for America or for the national team, and he has performed time and time again. And so, I this kid should be given a little bit more looks. And so, you know, I I think I think Edson should be starting. Edson deserves it. I say. Mm, I'm more on the maybe no side only because I think he hasn't merited enough from what Bruno and Aguilera have done. I want him to step up. I want him to be better than Diego Reyes. That is my goal for this kid. So I think the only reason he's starting is because of an injury. I hope he takes this as an advantage as a way to kind of weave himself into the starting lineup for a permanent mark. Now, Question again from Christian Linus over Ibarguen? Question mark. What is your take? Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, I think I think given the the state right now, I think Linus over Ibarguen right now. I don't think we've seen enough of Ibarguen to to really. But have say we? That. But have we seen enough of Linus to even say that? I mean, yeah. I mean that that's true too. Of us, so like it's, it's kind of in between. I mean. I mean, look at looking up and through the two. You know, Linus didn't have much playing time either because he was away at the at the U seventeen World Cup too. Yeah, yeah. No, I get you. You know what? I'm going uh, between Linus or Ibarwen. I am saying none. I'm going with El Hobbit Bermudez. For those of you who know who that is, you guys will have a little chuckle there. Um, but uh, who the uh, now? Question comes from La Rasaca Americanista. Big shout out to you guys down there over in Mexico, says, who do you think is the best player right now? And I think me and you both have that same answer. And I think we both know who our best player is right now in the season on the count of three. Oh, Did you just say that one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to end this call, and I'm just about to do this by myself. <laughs> no, uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but in, in all seriousness, I think me and you both can agree that our best player is uh, Guido. Guido, yes, Guido. There you go. I think I think Guido has been merited the the best player so far this season. I think May he won't be the most flashiest player. He definitely won't be the player that's on the score sheet every single night. But I think the team, the the player that has carried the team on his back, is definitely been Guido Rodriguez. So I really, I really hope this guy goes to the World Cup. I hope. Sampoli, I know you listen to this podcast. I know you are subscribed on iTunes, and I know you listen to this every day on your way to training. Make sure you call in Guido Rodriguez. He's he's gonna be he's gonna carry you guys to the final where Mexico will beat you guys ultimately. Okay, exactly. So now, uh, let's see. Uh, who is the biggest America fan? Christian wants to know who is the biggest oh, America fan between I'm me and you. <laughs> That's definitely you, man. I'll, um, like if anybody doesn't know, um, going back to what I've told Ivan, you know, I've I've found my love for the game at the 2010 World Cup, and you know, I really started watching America when it was about 2011, 2012, and so um, Ivan's been loving America ever since he was born. So it's, it's gonna have to be Ivan. 
<laughs> yeah, so I mean, I've been an America fan since birth, uh, since a baby. Um, I, yeah, I've, I've never really known anything else but that. Uh, so yeah, I mean, as you guys see, I always try to rep an America jersey. Uh, I think I don't, I don't really have the biggest collection. Um, but, but um, I'm, I'm always going to try to, uh, to showcase my colors wherever I go. Um, and yeah, I, you know, I, I have tons and tons of sad and happy memories of being an America fan recently more happier, but as, as, as younger, they were more sad, but, uh, you know, ultimately it's amazing. So I think we'll, we'll, we'll get you up there, Dylan. We'll, 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 we'll get you as to be the biggest America fan as of yet. <laughs> okay, so another question. Have you ever been to the Estadio Azteca? Um no. Dylan? That's no, I have not. That's a no. Okay. I have. I have. I actually I have been to the Estadio Azteca, but I have never been to the Estadio Azteca for a game. Um I went last year to Mexico City. Um, for those of you who don't know, I actually was born in Mexico City. You know, born Mexico City was brought to the United States when I was about, you know, five, you know, the whole, the whole, you, you hear a lot of those stories here in the United States, but, um, I finally was able to go back, uh, about after what, 15 years of not being back. Um, and it was around the Christmas period. It was the day after America had lost the final against the Tigres. We went to the Estadio Azteca to get a full tour so we got to go inside the um we got to go inside the stadium inside the dressing room inside the stands all of that it was by far one of the most beautiful and amazing experience i've ever gotten and i know that whenever the opportunity is presented uh to go back and actually go watch a game i think it's it's definitely going to be on my top 10 list to do this year because you go there and, and you see the stadium and it's humongous and you can only imagine the atmosphere of it, whether it be a selection game, whether it be an America game, and you can just, the stadium comes alive, you know? So uh, definitely, I think something that I'd want to do, but in, in all fairness, I have been to the Estadio, but not to go see a matchup, but still a beautiful memory that I, that I always will cherish. Um, another question. If Piojo were to leave the season, like you were mentioning earlier, Dylan, who would you want him to replace at the end of the season? Who would, you, uh, who, who, who would be the substitute? To, um, let's go ahead and let's just bring in Guatemo. Guatemo, but I mean, let's be honest, he's not ready. He's uh, he's over no, there still trying to get reelected. No. Yeah, Why? I have I'll, no idea. I know you also listen to this podcast. Why are you going and do political stuff? Don't do it. Just come back. Come home. Come home. We're going to treat you good. We're going to give you some bombasos. We're going to treat you right. Don't worry about it. Just, you know, you'll, you'll, live, you'll live even happier. Your hair will grow back. I promise you. So, I mean. That's a tough question, yeah. I, I don't. You know, who? 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 I don't, I don't know. I don't really have stuff, right? I mean, who? I don't really have nobody in mind. You think we can convince Sir Alex Ferguson out of retirement? I think so. (laughs) Bring Fergie back if, um, if, 
bring Fergie back out of retirement if Piojo leaves. Also, a uh, huge shout out also for El Vasco Aguirre. Oh, okay. You know, that's someone who actually maybe wouldn't be such a bad coach because he knows what it is to play in America. He knows the institution. He He's obviously been a very, you know, prestige coach going out, coaching Atlético Madrid, coaching the Mexican national team, coaching over there. Was it in Asia, I believe? Um, yeah, I think he's definitely someone that um, that America should maybe look into if and when Pio Herrera does leave. Last question of the night. What position do you play and where do you live? Okay, Dylan. Where? Well, I guess, yeah. What position do you play and where do you live? Um, My hometown is um, Sweetwater, Texas. I'm from the big state of Texas. You know, I'm a big Texan, so, you know, I'm also, yeah, nobody might not like it, but I'm also a big Clint Dempsey fan because he's from Texas. <laughs> so no um the other captain america yeah so like um where i'm from I mean, there was no soccer there's no soccer you know ivan knows that you know all that i had here was uh american football uh football you know in general so like you know like i said i, I found my love for the game at, at in 2010 watching the world cup and um you know there's a field down the street from where i live you know where you have like these these small goals like maybe the size of like like an average window. And so, you know, there's nothing fancy. It's not relegation size. So, you know, we just go out there and have a pickup game, you know, um, there was no positions. Only position that you believed in was goalkeeper and somebody had to play goalkeeper and I played goalkeeper a lot and that's what I like to play. And so, you know, after I went to college, when I found the soccer, the soccer team, the club team, um, uh, they didn't have a goalkeeper and I tried out for that and they liked me a goalkeeper. And so I've, I've played goalkeeper ever since. And, um, so, yeah, I guess you could say I just play goalkeeper. Nice, nice. Goalkeeper. Um, what position do I'm playing? Where do I live? Okay, let's see. Uh, I live in sunny California. Um, oh, yeah, it's pretty sunny outside. It's usually for, for a while now, it's been a little bit dull and gray. Um, but I live in the city of Moreno Valley. Um, I'm not guessing a lot of people know where that is. Um, it's in the Inland Empire. Uh, it's, it's uh, you know, Decent little nice. Oh, it's not even that little too, but it's 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 a nice place. Um, recently just moved here about a year ago. Was living in Corona. That's another city in the Inland Empire. Um, but uh, like I mentioned, um, was born in uh, El Distrito Federal in Mexico City. Lived there until about I was five years old. So you know, uh, maybe a little bit more of a background story for me and position. Funny enough, me and you play the same position. I am also a goalkeeper. I'm also a goalkeeper. That's uh, that's always been my position. I found it uh, when I was 10 years old at my uh, cousin's birthday party. We were playing uh, with a whole bunch of my cousin's friends, and there was no one who wanted to be goalkeeper. So uh, I was like, all right, whatever. I'll be goalkeeper. I don't care. I went. I threw myself around, and I found out, hey, this is pretty fun. I like this. So that's, uh, that's where I came out uh, of kind of my goalkeeper shell. And it is what it is now. So, you know, if anyone in the Inland Empire in Moreno Valley is looking for a goalkeeper, phone number uh, will be listed down below. Um, that's pretty much it. I'll, I'll, I'll ask you one last question, Dylan. Who is your favorite goalkeeper? My favorite goalkeeper, it has to be Jorge Campos because he was short and I'm as tall as him. And so I like Jorge Campos because, he, because you know, 
um, despite him being short, he's overcoming actually one of the best goalkeepers. Uh, all right, Jorge Campos. Team. Okay. Yeah. All righty. Not bad at all. All righty then. That is the last question of the night, and that is the last kind of segment of the podcast. I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Enjoy your Friday. Enjoy the Saturday, and make sure that you guys go out there and hashtag Aguilas English for all your American needs. You guys know where to find us at Twitter, at Eagle iPod. Also, make sure you guys follow us on SoundCloud and subscribe to us on iTunes like Sampoli does. Okay? So, I hope you guys have a wonderful time. Dylan, thank you again for making the time and coming on the show as always. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you to every single one of you guys who have supported us, who follow us, and who definitely listen to us on the go. We'll be seeing you guys very soon. Make sure you guys stick to us tomorrow. We'll have you guys covered with everything. Live tweets, live reactions, everything. So, make sure you guys do stay tuned for that. Arriba la America, and let's get the three points tomorrow. Hope you guys have a wonderful day, and we'll be seeing you guys very soon. Bye-bye.